This morning, we're going to enter into a rhythm of moving from meditation to hearing scripture to responding together in song. Greg McElyay is going to uh, play through just uh, it's just a couple verses of a bridge in a song that we sing quite often. That will be our response every time after someone has finished reading scripture. Greg? Friends, uh, we're learning together how to teach the Bible in, in better ways. And one of the things that we spend a lot of time doing is listening to Scripture so that we can really soak it in. As adults, we face so many challenges and perhaps ranking high on the top 10 list of most dreaded experiences in a Christian community is falling. Mm. Not falling and breaking a hip. That's a terrible medical issue. I'm talking about just tripping up, mm-hmm. stumbling, minding our own business at home or on campus, running errands, or maybe even walking on a trail while you're on a spiritual retreat. The trail is called the peace path, and yet, boom, down we go. It's disorienting and humiliating for the person who falls. If people are around, they're startled and unnerved. Nobody wants to fall. And maybe Maybe that's why the helpful lady at the hospital cafeteria did what she did. My mom, my sister, and I were on day eight in St. Vincent's in Indianapolis. My dad was unconscious. He was deteriorating, and the medical community had no idea why. Some of you know what it's like to hold vigil in a hospital over several days. You, you lose your sense of time. It's a surreal encounter with a level of uncertainty that turns your world inside out. So when I picked up my lunch tray and headed toward the table where mom and Amy sat, I didn't mean to spill my 48-ounce industrial-sized drink. It just happened a tidal wave of ice water going toward my family, french fries floating on my tray, kind of like those inner tubes at the Lazy River in Kings Island, and the floor. We needed the equivalent of about five beach towels to clean up my mess. Then it happened. A lady walked right toward me and propped up one of those yellow A-frame signs right next to my chair. Caution, wet. Oh, actually, I have one right here. (laughs) 
caution, wet floor, with a picture of somebody falling right next to my chair. So to try to lighten the mood, I, I mimicked the person falling and asked my sister to take a picture, which she would not. So I just sat down next to the public announcement that told the world I was hazardous, or at the very least, clumsy. Sometimes I wonder if communities would benefit from everybody carrying the sign. Wherever we go, we carry it. Nobody wants to fall. Most folks don't expect to fall, but we all do. Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I prevailed. My fools will rejoice because I'm shaken. Throughout the biblical narrative, individuals and communities openly voice their angst. They are confused, overwhelmed, angry, heartbroken, weary. Church mothers and fathers, later historical figures, dear friends from our own lives, they all tell stories about when darkness seemed like it was winning. Justice is denied again. Cancer comes back. Marriage tensions remain high. Cumulative losses pile up. Hymn writers and poets lean into these fightings within and fears without. They put hard questions to music. Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? And yet, when we struggle with life and with faith, many of us feel embarrassed, ashamed even. We signed up to be professional Christian leaders, for heaven's sake, we better get our act together. Emphasis on the word act. Somehow we've internalized the message. Let's call it what it really is, the lie. That once we reach a certain age, a certain level of education, a role in ministry, we won't lose our footing anymore. 
We won't make a mess of things or wrestle with gut-wrenching questions. A reading from Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire, where, is, where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me, or the deep swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. And when we cannot stand, we'll fall on you. Jesus, you're our hope and stay. In his book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, Mark Rogup reminds us that a third of the official songbook of Israel wrestles with pain. Lament is the place where we frequently find ourselves living. It's a familiar space to us. It's a lonely space. Even when our deep disappointment moves us toward deeper faith, we had our doubts. Our foot slipped. We're not broadcasting that on social media. Maybe, maybe I'll tell my small group that I have an unspoken request for prayer. And then I'll grab my bright yellow sign and try harder tomorrow. The scripture comes from Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And when we cannot stand, we'll fall on you. Jesus, you're our hope and stay. At times we join Daniel and Jeremiah in a cry for the healing of the nations, for just systems, for shalom in our communities. The psalmist authenticate our equally valid cries for God to restore our broken relationships or soften our hardened hearts. Can I make a public service announcement? We don't lose points 
for asking why. Or wondering where God is. Just because we can't get out of bed in the morning, or we wonder for a while if prayer means anything at all, Jesus isn't going to demote us to a junior varsity team. Vrogup reminds us that grief is not tame. It's an unavoidable, unsettling part of our human experience. A reading from Psalm 77. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, that he may hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. I think of God and I groan. I meditate and my spirit faints. And when we cannot stand, we'll fall on you. Jesus, you're our hope and stay. Even the grittiest psalms eventually shift their focus from the writer's struggle to God's faithfulness. They let us voice our complaint, but they don't let us camp out there. When we're ready, when we're ready, God sings mercy over our brokenness and gives us a redemptive place to land. Whether we tripped over an obstacle that someone threw in our path or fell in a hole that we dug ourselves or just accidentally lost our footing, God lifts us up and sends us on our way again. The next scripture would be from Psalm 118, verse 13. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. From Psalm 18. This God, his way is perfect. The promise of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock besides our God? The God who girded me with strength and made my way safe. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and he set my, me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand has supported me. Your help has made me great. You gave me a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. And when we cannot stand, we'll fall on you. 
Jesus, you're our hope and stay. A dear friend of mine came by in February and we were able to reconnect. Our friendship grew out of serving together on a church staff. His family and I walked through crazy joy and raw sorrow, creating the kind of friendship that doesn't require you to finish each other's sentences. You just know each other's hearts. Craig is now the age I was when he teased me about being old. So after catching up on family, he smiled and said, now that you're even older, have you got this thing? No. No, I don't. Bigger mess than I've ever been in my life. Didn't you think that we were supposed to be able to? Yeah, I did. I thought that. And then we just sat there together. Bright yellow signs propped up by our chairs. Brother and sister respecting our frailty and resting in the one who upholds us, resting in that holy love that never lets us go. The scripture reading comes from Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. A reading from Psalm 145. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and kind in all his doings. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And when we cannot stand, we'll fall on you. Jesus, you're 